You are listening to Daily Grind Podcast, episode number 420 with Eric Satz. Have you guys listened to this podcast or maybe another podcast and thought, I could probably do that, but how do they make money? What's the secret to growing your show and audience? What's the secret to making money doing this? See, that was the thought process that got me excited for starting this show. The daily grind is I saw other people doing and I thought hey I could do that too and in 14 months what turned out to be you know what I thought was just gonna be a hobby or a lead gen for the business I was in at the time in 14 months I turned it into a full-time business with a full-time income I am literally going to show you how you can do that too it's so easy if you're a business owner and have a business this is going to exponentially help you grow. And if you're just starting out, maybe you're in a job that you don't like. Maybe you have an idea for starting a podcast. I am going to show you how to do it the right way so you can start making money from day number one. I put this all into this amazing podcast revenue revenue generator ebook that you can get at dailygrindpodcast.com forward slash PRG. Templates, copy and paste, Everything I did to turn this into a full-time business in 14 months is in there, and I'm giving it away for a super cheap price. Again, all you have to do is go to dailygrindpodcast.com forward slash PRG. Take it from me. There's a whole bunch of podcasters out there who have a great following and a great show but don't know how to monetize this. I have figured it out through all the mentorship, all the episodes, over 400 episodes that I've done. I have figured it out, and I'm laying it out for you. All you have to do is go to dailygrindpodcast.com forward slash PRG. Now, welcome back to the episode, everyone. Colin Morgan here. Today, I'm super excited for today's show as we're sitting down with Eric Satz. Eric is the founder and CEO of Alto IRA. He's a serial entrepreneur who's seen both wins and losses. Eric knows investing is no longer just for the wealthy and is living out his mission of delivering 21st century investment opportunities to everyone, even non-accredited investors. Eric is a former investment banker and early stage investor with a passion for nurturing startups and raising capital. He teaches on entrepreneurship class to high school students in Nashville and served on the board of Tennessee Valley Authority from 2015 to 2018. Through Alto IRA, Eric is making alternative asset investing available to all by giving people the support they need to choose and make their own investments using their IRA savings. Today's episode, Eric really pulls back the curtain, shows us how he's been able to do this with his life, his entrepreneurial journey, a lot to be learned from this episode. Be sure you have your pen, piece of paper, sit back and really dive deep in today's interview with Mr. Eric Satz. Well, Eric Satz, welcome to the Daily Grind. How are you today? I am absolutely super, Colin. Really just super excited to be here with you. Uh, we're all super excited as well. And if you wouldn't mind, Eric, for some people being first introduced to you today, just speaking uh, as to who you are and what you do. Well, sure. I am the founder and CEO of Alto IRA, where we help individuals ex uh, access their retirement savings for purposes of investing in alternative assets. And alternative assets to us are things like private equity, venture capital, real estate, marketplace loans, crypto, pretty much anything you're not going to 
buy and sell on a public stock exchange. Gotcha. And when did you start this company? So we actually started the company um, at the very beginning of 2016. We launched about 16 months ago. Wow. If, I don't know if I can do math right, sort of <laughs> around May of 2018, uh, although it's a bit of a blur. So, so that's when we launched, and um, here we are today. Wow. And what, what's your background? What did you do before this? Oh, God. Um, so I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur, uh, but I've, I've also been an investment banker and I've been on the investment side. So, uh, as a venture capitalist for the last, uh, 10 years, which gotcha. is actually how I came to the Alto opportunity. Yeah. So what was the idea that, that sparked the birth of this company? Yeah, so I was looking to invest personally side by side with the funds in a couple of the the portfolio companies, mm -hmm. and I found myself staring at my um, IRA statement one day, and and the light just sort of went off, which was uh, really a question, and 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 the question was why am I not using this money that I can't access until I retire? For these long-term investments, why 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 is it all invested in this, you know, short-term, highly liquid uh, asset opportunities that you find in the in the public markets? Not to mention the fact that it's tax-advantaged. Um, you know, if you have a Roth IRA account in the U.S., uh, it's that that money is tax-free uh, when withdrawn at at time of retirement. And if you have uh, just a traditional IRA account, those gains are are all tax deferred until the the time of uh, withdrawal or distribution. And so, I found myself looking at my at my account statement, wondering why I wasn't using this money for these long term, hopefully higher reward type asset investment opportunities. Uh, so I did what I think just about anybody else would do, which was I went to Google and I said, hey, <laughs> can I do this? Yeah. And, and Google said, sure. And and so I said, great. And I, I called my financial advisor and I said, hey, I need to send a check to, uh, to this company. I'm going to invest in this private round. And he said, that's nice, but you're not going to do it with us. Uh, and, Interesting. And, okay. And that was the start of several months of misery figuring out how to get it done, which ultimately led to my researching the space, uh, trying to figure out whether or not it was a large enough problem to fix, which obviously I concluded it was. And, and here we are, you know, four years later, four plus years later. Yeah, I'm sure you probably see the, the how people are just so uneducated on these topics. It, you, you know, it's... And, it, and it's not just, um, it's not just, it, it's not enough to say that it, it's a person of, you know, a certain age or geography or income bracket that doesn't know the opportunity exists. It's pretty much everybody, yeah. including some really experienced investors. Um, and, you, you know, it's, it's amazing how many people I come across in the private equity world, in the venture capital world, 
who had no idea that they could use their retirement savings to invest in alternative assets. They, like everyone else, thought the only thing you could do was invest in what Schwab or Fidelity or TD yeah. you could invest in. And it's just not true. Yeah. And it it's so crazy how we've been sort of brainwashed to think that because I think there's a lot of people out there who, you know, want to start investing in these other things but are being told that they can't or you shouldn't and it's deterring them from doing it. It's creating that fear and ultimately they just don't end up doing anything. No, no, that that's exactly correct. And, you know, the sad state of uh, retirement affairs in the U.S. Is, is that we have a crisis on on our hands and that it's projected that by 2050, there will be 25 million elderly Americans living in poverty. Wow. Uh, and, you know, um, I, I don't want to get into uh, the the politics of all of it. And, and to me, it's really just straight math. And, and that is we used to have 9,000 publicly traded companies. Now we've got less than 4,000 publicly traded companies. Uh, you've got somewhere between two or 300 of those that account for all the profits in the marketplace, which means that every single ETF mutual fund index fund has to be comprised of some combination of that same basket of, of stocks. Okay. Which means there's no more alpha or, um, you know, unexpected upside return available to the public stock market investor. It's it's all just uh, to the extent perfect knowledge exists in a marketplace, it it exists uh, across ETFs, mutual funds, and index funds. Which means, you know, maybe you'll get four percent a year, and so. Given uh, the savings rate in this country, to to earn four percent a year, I don't care how long you know between now and retirement, you're just not going to get there. Yeah. You're not going to be in a position to to retire. Um, let's just say in some sort of relaxing kind of kind of way. And so uh, until you get exposure uh, to a diversified basket of goods which can give you the potential uh, alpha return that you need to boost your savings and grow your, you know, sort of the, the growth rate of your savings, um, you know, nothing's going to change. And so we're, we're trying to help help that change along. I love that. So you get this idea, you start the business in 2016. It takes roughly two years in order for you to be launched. I get those dates right. Yeah, that's yeah, and you know we definitely hit um, hit a couple of roadblocks along the way, which which were unexpected. I mean the 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 thing that we thought was was going to be easiest turned out to be hardest. And and what was and, that? Um, that so this is a, a regulated industry, and yeah. in, in that um, you have to have a uh, you have to have a, a custodian who holds your assets for purposes of IRS uh, reporting okay. at the end of the year. And um, we, we thought it was going to be easy for us to, to get our custodial powers. It tur it, that turned out to be the trickiest thing we did. And so it, it, it took a lot longer than expected, but we're here now. Um, and, and as soon as we, uh, we, we figured it out, we got launched.
Wow. What's the biggest takeaway or lesson from those two years from sort of idea to now launch? What, what was the biggest lesson you took away from that? Well, I, I, I don't think the, the lesson is any different in our experience than it is in just about any other entrepreneur's experience, which is, um, you know, and, and I, it's so cliche, right? But <laughs> expect, expect the unexpected. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what happens. And, you know, things that you think are going to be really hard or, or, or easier than expected and things that you think might be easier, way harder than expected and things that you had no idea might actually happen, happen. Um, and, and sometimes those are good things and, and sometimes not, but that, that's just part of being an entrepreneur and in the entrepreneurial experience. And, um, you know, you have to have a, a certain comfort level in living with the unknown because you, you are absolutely launching into the unknown whenever you start a new business. Absolutely. So how do you manage the fear, the doubts, the outside criticism during that? Because like you said, you're, you're, you're facing all of these unknowns. How do you manage that? Oh, you just got to be stupid. <laughs> you, I, I mean, I, the 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 honest answer is I'm I don't know. I I'm not sure how I do it or anybody else does it. And and at least for myself, I'd be lying if if there aren't periods of significant self doubt. Yeah, uh, there there are, especially when you know I I I can tell you that. Uh, for, for the seed round early on, we, th we thought we had a, a lead investor who was, who was going to write a million plus dollar check. Um, and, uh, we, we had, you know, several meetings, done all the diligence, met all the partners and, you know, helped them write the memo for, you know, kind of the investment committee. Usually when you get to the, hey, we're going to write the memo for the investment committee approval, it's like, you know, it's a formality. They, they, you, okay. they, they already sort of had, because they don't want to do, VCs don't want to do work unnecessarily, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so it's like, hey, we, we just need to get this memo. Can you help me do the memo? You know, we did the memo. Um, and I remember because I was getting ready to, um pitch at, uh, at a pitch for entry into an accelerator program. And it, and it was also my birthday. Okay. And, um, uh, like eight minutes before I go to pitch to this group, of like 40 people, uh, I get a call from the investor and he said, and, and in a nutshell, he says, sorry. And <laughs> okay. So, so then I went to, to pitch in front of these 40 people and just absolutely bombed. I mean, yeah. I was awful. Um, and, and so I left there and I called my wife and she says, how'd it go? And I said, I was fucking terrible. <laughs> I was just God awful. And she said, well, get over it because you have to. Yeah. And, um, can always rely on her to, to, <laughs> to, to, to tell me what I need to do. Right. You know, so, no um, you know, you, you, you breathe, uh, you know, sort of like uh, on the airlines where they say, you know, the 
put on your mask and just breathe normally. And if you don't know how to breathe normally, just breathe. Um, that that's kind of what you do. You just take the next breath. Uh, you dust yourself off and you keep going. Love that. So for the 16 months that you've been doing this, what's, what's the biggest roadblock you faced in those 16 months? So I'm I'm going to say we have been really fortunate. Uh, and I, I will also say, I don't care what the startup is. You, you got to catch a break. You got to get a little bit lucky. And that's not to say you don't work for your luck. You do have to work for your luck. I, I, I believe that. And you also have to be open to, um, you have to be open to recognizing the opportunity when it presents itself. Like this, this lucky break, this lucky opportunity. Yeah. And, and what I would say is um, sort of the stars aligned where just as we were getting our custodial powers, um, we had been speaking with AngelList, who is arguably the you know the world's leading yep. alternative investment uh, platform for early stage companies. And I had this great call with a guy by the name of Mike Dougherty, who was running um, strategic development, corporate development, whatever business development, whatever you want to call it for AngelList. I had this great call with Mike. Uh, he completely understood what we were doing. And before the end of the call, he said, okay, let's do it. Oh, and it was like, well, I mean, we had been having conversations, you know, sort of lining things up with, with uh, potential investment platform partners uh, in anticipation of, of receiving our custodial powers because part of what we do is we integrate with these um alternative asset investment platforms to create a seamless investment experience for the individual who wants to use retirement savings and and completely unexpected uh had this great call with mike but i've had a lot of great calls in my life before and he says okay let's do it let's integrate and angelist turns out to be our first uh integration partner which helps obviously knock down the door at, you know, almost every other investment platform partner. So um, we got lucky. Uh, I think we delivered on the luck. We delivered on the experience. We take uh, customer experience to heart and uh, we try to, to, to deliver on that promise uh, each and every day. And so, it's not that there have been roadblocks. It's we're we're trying to to grow and deliver and uh, build those features and functionalities that the customer would really like to to see and and would help make their life easier. And so that's what we're trying to do. That's amazing for for someone out there who have has those aspirations, has that big idea. What would you say, you know, to to that person? Or if you could go back maybe to 2016 when you just started, um, what piece of advice would you give yourself then? So the, the first piece is to do the homework, do the research, um, make sure that what you think is an opportunity really is an opportunity. So in our case, we identified that there's $30 trillion sitting in retirement savings and less than 1% invested in alternative assets because... 
Um, most people don't know you can invest this way. It's too complicated for most people to try and figure out on their own. And it's too expensive because it was a paper and people burden process. And so we thought, you know, if we take technology and build this platform and streamline a process for uh, alternative IRA investing the same way TurboTax made it easy and, and cost effective for self filers, well, then we, we think there's a business there. Um, but the but the point is to challenge your own assumptions. Do your homework. Once you've convinced yourself, and I and 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 by the way, not just convince yourself, but also looked at the opposing arguments and still concluded that yes, there's an opportunity here. Then stop talking about it and just do it. Yeah. Right? It, you know. And no, I'm not sponsored by Nike, but I think they got it right. You know. <laughs> stop talking. Just do it. Um, and, and the hardest thing to do, I don't care who you are, the hardest thing to do is to start almost yeah. anything, whether it's working out or a diet or starting a business, it doesn't matter. The hardest thing to do is start, but each day gets better. It gets easier. You yes. start and you start to get more excited about it. Yes. Yeah, I think that's such a, a great takeaway because there's so many people out there so fearful of starting, and it is the most difficult thing to do. But you can either sit back and think about it, or you can be the one to take action. I think that's what really separates the great entrepreneurs. Well, and, and you just nailed it. Um, one of the things I like to say is that ideas are cheap. Execution is hard. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, ideas are cheap. People got a ton of them, and they and they and they've got some really good ones. But so what? So true. So what? <laughs> <laughs> what What are some things you you practice on a daily basis? Say, um, what you would say helps you stay on task, stay motivated, and ensure you need to get done what you need to get done throughout the day. Yeah. So. Um, I, I would say that there are three things, three three answers to to that. Okay. Um, and and not in any particular order because it uh, it changes. Um, and and I do believe in balance, by the way, sort of life balance, but not but not in not in the uh, sense that everything is in balance all the time. Uh, it's it's often like a seesaw, and I think that's important. So. The three things for me um, are one, exercise, okay. uh, uh, two, two um, eating well, yep. uh, although not all the time, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the, the third thing is uh, my family. And just I, so uh, I've been married 23 years, going on 24 years. I've got a 20-year-old who's about to be 21. Oh, my um, and, and an 18 year old who's about to be 19. Um, and they are incredibly, uh, insightful and challenging and, um, uh, helpful, uh, and, and also willing to say, yeah, I don't think you got that right. So, um, being able to, to discuss with, with them what's going on. Uh, good or bad is hugely important. Yeah, hugely. And I think, you know, you kind of nailed it. You know, people say all the time, you know, healthy body, healthy mind. And, 
it's so important because you can easily go down the other path. And uh, I know from experience when you don't eat properly, you don't exercise, you just don't have the mental capacity to do what you need to do. No, that that's so true. And I'll, I'll just add that um, nobody can do it all themselves. And like, I feel incredibly, incredibly fortunate because I do believe that we have the single greatest startup team in, you know, kind of anywhere at Alto. The people here are just fucking awesome. And I, I just feel unbelievably lucky. Yeah. And that's amazing when you can have yourself surrounded with a team like that, um, just empowers you, empowers them and it, it enlightens you really. Oh my God. You know, if I could... That I, I think one of the keys is to always hire people who are better than you at the things that you've been doing. Yeah. And sort of always put yourself out of a job. And Lord knows I've been doing that here. So <laughs> hopefully they'll keep me. We'll see. No doubt. Well, uh, Eric, if people wanted to, to reach out, learn more about you, um, the company, where's the best place that everyone can go? Yeah, so if you want to just email me directly, I love cold emails. Uh, it's just eric at altoira.com. That's pretty easy, eric yeah. with a C at altoira.com. If you actually want to know more about the company and you're interested in creating accounts, um, I, I would just email help at altoira.com. Okay. And some, someone on the customer experience team will absolutely get back to you. They are super, super special people, and they just take great care of everyone who reaches out. So th those are the two options, I'd say. Amazing. Well, I will share both of those email links, everyone, in the show notes section of this podcast. Um, now, Eric, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is we're going to give you the floor, and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought we can all go home with today. Wow. Okay, Con, I wasn't prepared for that one. <laughs> Actually, Take your I time. I, I wasn't prepared for any of this, but uh, <laughs> thought of the day. Could be a message you want people to go home with. Could be maybe something you're thinking of that you feel like could help them. Could be maybe, you know, an overall theme of what we're talking about on the podcast. Yeah, so... I, so um, here, here's my thought. Laugh as much as you can, right? Including at yourself. Um, I, I really believe that humor and kindness make the world go round. It just makes it a better place. So sorry to be philosophical, but that's my thought of the day. I love it. I think we all need to laugh more. I think it's super valuable. And as you can see from this interview, success is driven by passion hunger and today not taking yourself too seriously everyone has to overcome obstacles everyone has a story start building yours today today we have the chance to speak with the amazing eric sats eric i want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here with us today colin thank you for having me it was super fun pleasure's all ours and everyone if you enjoyed today's episode be sure you subscribe to the podcast drop us a comment we'd love to hear what you thought until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.